Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 150. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people eat vegan or go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to share overall wellness topics and just lifestyle and entrepreneurship and all of that good stuff because veganism is truly a lifestyle. It's so much more than food. Be sure to come hang out with me on YouTube and Instagram. I'm Brown Vegan on both of those platforms. So yes, I hope you're having a great week. On the show today, I have Carrie. You guys probably know her from Instagram as Jamaican underscore vegan chick. And she is a proud Jamaican vegan and she loves to teach people how to enjoy this lifestyle. She does an amazing job of infusing so much personality and great flavor into the food that she shares on Instagram and in her Facebook group. We talk about her life in Jamaica, some of the things that she grew up eating, how she likes to veganize a lot of her the meals that she grew up eating. We chat about how she's able to still consistently deliver quality recipes and beautiful photography on her Instagram, despite the fact that she works a lot, how she overcame an abusive relationship and started to live the life that she deserves and how she lost 100 pounds, y'all. I mean, there's so much goodness in this conversation. It's just a story of a woman who just decided to go after the life that she deserves and that she desires. And so I love, love, love that she shared her life so openly with us. As always, you can get the show notes and everything mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com. And also don't forget to follow Carrie on Instagram. Her handle over there is Jamaican underscore vegan chick. So yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. So I decided I started off just in meat Mondays and I started off going one week without eating meat, dairy. And then a friend of mine introduced me to going vegan. And I was like, what is veganism is all about? And then she's like, you can do it. And I was like, okay, let's try it. And I was still consuming, you know, eggs and dairy because I I have no idea what it was about. And then I would post in the groups and they would like bash me and say, you're a vegan, you're still eating eggs. And I'm like, I'm new. I don't understand until I did my own research. And once I did my own research and educate myself and ask lots and lots of questions, that is how I understand what veganism is all about. Is that why you decided to start your own Facebook group? What is it? Garden Belly Garden or Garden Belly? Garden no belly. Garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that, you know, sometimes being in the group after, you know, I would be in like tons and tons and I would post and I would post and some of the groups, they would just be so rude, so nasty. And I said, let me try my own group. Didn't know that it would have gone to about almost 7,000 members but i rather i call it our little village this is our safe place where there's no trauma and you know all new vegans curious vegans are welcome and this is where our little village just come together and just help to lead you to the right direction into veganism 
Yeah, I really like your group. It's, I think your group is probably the only vegan group that I'm in. It's just like, y'all have fun. We have fun in there. I don't really talk a lot, but mm-hmm. I like, you know, make sure that I give thumbs up and I read what people say. And it's just always funny and good recipes and good food. So good vibes. I like that. Yeah, that is what it is about. I mean, if we're vegans and the plants should make us happy, don't we? No drama around here. We should be happy and we all can disagree in a nice, decent way. We don't have to be bashing that person or kicking that person down or putting that person down just because they still eat eggs. What you would do is say, hey, have you tried so delicious cheese? Have you tried Viola Live cheese? It's really good. And you educate Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your Carrie. I want to talk about your upbringing as far as food. I, I know you grew up in Jamaica. How old were you when you came to the States? I was 24 years old when I came here. Okay. <laughs> okay. So your whole childhood, your young adulthood, you were in Jamaica. So how did you eat? What were some of your favorite meals growing up? Well, in Jamaica, honestly, we used to not, we used to eat meat, but the more majority of it was like on, you know, we'd say Sunday, Monday, whatever is cooked from Monday leftover to Monday. And then during the week, it would be like cabbage, kalaloo, which is the same as almost close to you guys, call it greens. And, you know, and Saturday's soup and the oxtail and the curry goat and the fish and all those stuff, you know. We used to eat a lot of them, but mostly on the weekend because on Sundays, you have to have that best Sunday best dinner. So, yes. And then once I got here, no matter how I try to cook the same thing, it just does not come out the right way to me. I don't know if it's missing that wood fire or that charcoal fire. It's just not the same. Oh, you're saying like the method, like, so you used to cook on like a flame? Like? Yeah, yeah, we we like you know. For example, if oxtail was too tough, you know, your mom or your dad would say, "Oh, you gotta put that on a wood fire outside, so we would catch up like a wood fire and cook it outside on a cold pot outside." And like the the, the oxtail and the curry goat is so hard to cook, so we'll like put it on the gas stove, we'll cook it outside, like make up a, a whole fire and cook outside. Mm, and so yeah. you feel like you feel like here you can't really capture that. No, you cannot. You cannot. It's just (laughs) totally different. Wow. Yeah. So it sounds like, okay, when you were growing up and everything, you ate a lot of fresh food, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. When you decided to become a vegan, did you start to do like veganize some of your favorite meals growing up? Because I feel like you do a great job of showing like your culture and just bringing so much variety to this lifestyle. So what are some of the foods that you made vegan when you decided to transition? At first, when I just transitioned, I was eating like a lot of the, the garden and all that. But I've always loved to cook and I've always liked to try my own thing. So, you know, the no vegan, no goat, I tried that. And it was like, who the first time it wasn't hidden. But the second time I was like, okay, I got it right. Using the veggie chunks and curry, it, 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 it's it's not curry gold, but it's the closest thing. And I'm telling you, it's so much better cruelty-free in my eyes. It's like so good. You know, I love okra. I eat a lot of okra and butter beans because we used to have okra and butter beans and salted fish. So I use a nori seasoning and the heart of parm. I soaked it in a little bit of smoked salt to give it that salt fish flavor. We call it no salted fish. So, yeah, 
and my Jamaican patties. I was so happy when I was finally to get it perfect. So now it's busting. Oh, okay. You got to tell us, what what do you put in your patties? And then I'm going to ask your opinion about some other patties that I had. And I want to know what you think about them. But what do you put in your patties? I would use, sometimes I put cabbage in there or mushrooms. I've made different ones. My best one so far that I really, really love was the ackee and plantains. Ooh, just because I love plantains. So yeah, ackee and plantains. And I really like using vegetables. To be quite honest with you, I'm not too, too heavy on a lot of processed food. But when I do, I just try to doctor it up and I use the go legendary burger meat and it it gives it a nice touch. So yeah. Sounds good. Have you tried the golden crest? So golden crest, I don't know if you know this, but they have the vegan patties and they use Beyond Meat in it. Have you tried that one yet? I know you I don't even really do a lot of processing. I here. I, I keep looking for it because our dollar store brings the Golden Crust, but there's no vegan version here. Yeah, I thought it was, it was just okay. I made a sauce to go with it and it was okay that way, but... By itself, I thought it was kind of bland. I was I don't know what I was expecting, mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it wasn't what I, you know, imagined. So when you season yours, how do you typically do that? Before that, do you have you had like a regular beef patties before? Have you ever had one? I don't you know what I was thinking that too when I bought it. I was like, I don't even think I've ever had, and I know this sounds so bad. I really don't mm-hmm. even think I've ever had a, a, a like an authentic Jamaican beef patty. Okay, so maybe that's why, because had you had one before, then you didn't know the huge difference. Like, oh no, this ain't it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like, how do you season yours though? Because I feel like maybe it was a flavor issue. So how do you season yours? So I like to do a green seasoning or jerk seasoning. So it's all about the technique and about seasoning. Like I treat my... Beyond Burger or my Gold Legendary Burger, which I really like. I'd rather the Gold Legendary. And I treat it just like how I would season meat back in my days. So if I know I'm going to cook it in two hours, best believe it's marinating for two hours with my jerk seasoning, my garlic powder, my fresh scotch bonnet, pepper, thyme, onion, all of that, and let that soak up and marinate with a little hint of liquid smoke. And baby, let me tell you, mm, once you cook that and then you proceed to make your dough, it's game over because it's already marinated. Remember, the plants pick up whatever you put in it. So the key one to me personally is the green season, which is your, 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 everybody make their green season different. So it's all about your, your, your spices. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Uh, you love you don't play around about your spicings. You yeah. always you always tapping into the ancestors to get the flavors right. Man, let me tell you <laughs> something. You should see my 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 pantry now. Just like two shelves is dedicated to your spices. And Mister Gray, no, not to. <laughs> I'm the cook in the house. <laughs> You're the cook. Shout out to your hubby for helping us with our tech issues too. <laughs> I'm telling you, he is just like, I'm like, poor thing on his day off. I came home, he was up and I'm like, why are you up? Cause I worked last night. So yeah. <laughs> 
I know. And that's the thing. You work. I feel like you work a lot. I mean, just based on conversations that we had before that you work a lot. And I love the fact that even though you have a busy schedule, you're super, super consistent on bringing content to your Facebook group and to Instagram. You always have the dope videos, always have the amazing (laughs) photography. Like, Carrie, how do you find the time to do all of that? Because I feel like the because of the quality of the, like the production quality is so good. Mm-hmm. I just, I want to know how you have time to do that. Because, you know, when you love something, then you're going to walk into your purpose. This is something that I love. And I just want to show people how to eat, how to cook and eat vegan. And if I want the world, the whole world, entire world to come become vegan, then hey, I gotta continue doing my part. I'm not gonna sit here and say it's one, two, three. No, it's not, because there are times when it's just not cutting, like they're taking a picture, the lightning is just really bad. But I'm like, okay, it's not always about being perfect. It's just being consistent and putting putting your best foot forward. And that's how I do it. And I just have this energy. I mean, it's the plants, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, it's the plants. I do a lot of juicing. And if I want something done, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And one of the things that was holding me back a lot of time had me really, really drained was my migraine headaches. And ever since I had that surgery done in May, it's like game over. I'm not going to say it's completely gone, but it's totally a difference. It's a difference. Yeah, you did tell me that you were having a lot of migraines. Mm-hmm. And so now you feel like you you have some relief now, which is good. And now, oh, I, yeah. like you said, there's no stopping you from uh, going to your passion. So let's talk about this then. I know in the beginning you talked about how it's so important to tap into the why. And I tr- I believe that too. Like that's the tip I always give people. At this point in the journey, I know that it's a, it's your passion. You want to share the vegan love. You want to let people know the food is good. But what is also keeping you on this journey as far as your why, your big why? Of course, the health is a big one for you, I know as well, but what else is keeping you on this journey? Number one, I see what it has done personally for me, and I see how the world is changing, environment and everything. So again, my why is to be out here helping because you should see my inbox on a daily. Oh, I want to change my eating habit. I want to go vegan. And when I see those things and when people try my recipes or taste my food, I say, Ooh, I can't believe it's vegan. Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. And they'll taste. And I was like, what? Like I have this coworker. I'm going to put her on blast. She'd be like, Carrie, when you quit, when, when, when are you cooking curry chickpeas again? And that's how it's. So sometimes you see all that cooking, I'll take it to work and I have like three or four people with like, Carrie, what time are you going to lunch? Are you ready to eat? I'm like, go eat some of the food because, you know. So these are the things that just motivate me and just hype me up. And I'm like, yes, yes. Gotta keep going. I'm out yeah. here. I'm going to do it. People try my recipes and they love it. And that's all. Yes. It's not just because of the, the like on Instagram and the likes on Facebook. It's all about connecting and showing people how to eat vegan and it can be done and it can be delicious. Yes, yes, yes. And you do an amazing job, Carrie, of that. I absolutely love it.
It's Monique hopping in to thank Raw Sugar for sponsoring this episode of the show. So we all know that it's important what we put inside of our bodies, but what about our skin? It's just as important. That's why I have to tell you about Raw Sugar's new line of deodorant made from plant-derived ingredients. Not only does their deodorant smell amazing, but you don't have to worry about aluminum, baking soda, parabens, and other yucky ingredients that you find in so many other brands. Raw Sugar's deodorant is also allergy tested and glides on clean and smooth. So I trust Raw Sugar as a brand overall because it's the only body wash that I use. So you know I had to try their new line of deodorant for another layer of freshness. Raw coconut and lime is my favorite scent right now, but they have several other options for you to choose from, including their lavender and lemon sugar and their fragrance free stick. Not only does raw sugar deodorant work well on my armpits, but it's also vegan and cruelty free and their packaging is simple and 100% biodegradable. Be sure to go to rawsugarliving.com to find a retailer near you. I like to get my raw sugar products from Target and Wegmans, but if you don't live near those stores, check out rawsugarliving.com to find a retailer near you. Vegan life is a good life, so you never have to worry about denying your sweet tooth. That's why I have to shout out Maxine's Heavenly for sponsoring this episode of the show. They make super soft homestyle cookies sweetened with natural unrefined sugar and their soft line of cookies are actually gluten free. So I know sometimes when we hear natural ingredients for cookies, we automatically think it's not good, but I promise that's not the case here. Not only are their cookies delicious, but they have so many amazing ingredients that I don't feel guilty about eating a cookie or two a day. My favorites right now from the Super Soft line are the peanut butter chocolate chunk and snickerdoodle. But I have to tell y'all that I really didn't even get a lot of the peanut butter chocolate chunk because my son Elijah ate most of the box. And y'all know he's my picky eater, so I figure he approves. Maxine's Heavenly launches their crispy cookie line in February, and I can't wait to tell you more about them once I try them. But for now, I need you to go over to maxinesheavenly.com and use the discount code BROWNVEGAN to save 25%. And that's brown vegan as one word. Once again, the website is maxinesheavenly.com, discount code BROWNVEGAN. I'll also be sure to include it in the show notes in the blog post for this episode so that you can click right through. I think that the first time that I connected with you was probably about a year ago on Instagram. I want to say Shauna introduced me to your page. Yeah, she's so good. Shout out yes. to her. She's awesome. That's yeah. my boo. Yeah, but I want to say she's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say she shared your page and then I went and followed you and paid attention. One of the things that I absolutely love about your overall story, though, is the fact that you know, I know a lot of times people want to go vegan to lose weight and they're like, okay, I'm going to lose a substantial amount of weight. And you actually did. You said that you were in a bad situation as far as a bad relationship. Mm -hmm. You were really overweight and you just didn't like yourself and he didn't appreciate you. And sure so is. I want you to, yeah, I want you to talk about that. Like how you went from, you know, being depressed and down to getting the life that you deserve, you know, because when you, I think you shared about this the other day in a group and I was like, oh man, I can't wait for us to talk about this. Yeah. Growing up really didn't have a lot of female, females around me to help to guide me. My mom was never around and I pretty much have to grow up toughening it out, roughing it out on my own. And then when I thought I found the love of my life, you know, I was like, wow, you know, and I'm just going to get it raw and deep because 
this is how I'm going to be. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I grew up seeing my mom in an abusive relationship. Then comes my sister who ended up being in an abusive relationship. And I was like, okay, maybe that's how it is supposed to be. And I was like, no, then my mom left that relationship. My sister left that relationship. And I was the one who was in it. And I'm like, okay, I got to break this cycle. You know, love is not supposed to be hitting on you, cheating on you, doing all these things. And I'm not going to lie for years. I, I, at one point, I didn't even want to look into the mirror because I was so ashamed of myself. I walked with my head held down, you know, the scars on my body, having to use makeup to hide it. And it was just really, really sad. Until one day I said, hmm, I'm going to start living life my way. And I remember he said to me, you changed. And I said, yeah, I did. I stopped living life your way. I'm going to live with no apology. And then the beating would stop and I would like, oh, he would threaten me, saying he's going to send me back home to Jamaica because I'm new to America, don't know what the system is like. And then I said, well, you know what? I had a good job in Jamaica. And um, I have no problem going home. And I remember him hitting me. <laughs> and when he slapped me in my face, it was so hard. I was like literally looking on the ground from my eyes because I mm. thought my, my eyes was popped out of my head. And I said, okay, I called the cops. He's like, he used to say, if you call the cops, they're going to put you out. And I did. And I called the cops. And guess who? They put out him. And then once he used to tell me what to eat and what not to eat. And once I left him, got my own apartment and started living, I started gaining all this weight because, you know, he would say, oh, you eat this. You only eat this at a certain time of day. You wear this shoes, certain color. He would tell me exactly what to do. And I was being naive and not knowing the difference between submissive and all of that. And here I am today. I, I, I would tell any women out there, any young lady, if the first time he put his hands on you, run. That's it. Because mm. he's not going to stop. Mm. So what other parts of like your healing took place? Of course, I know that you started to eat better and take care of yourself in that way. But was there any other things like areas in your life that you that you had to work on in order to like build yourself up again? I had to rebuild my whole, whole self-confidence. I had to heal mentally because I was just like always having bars up like I, I I would question like okay are you just here to take what I have or are you just here for a relationship or what so I was just I had my bars up and thank God to Mr. Gray because let me tell you something if patience is a person he got it like he, we got about 20 of him But he was just so sweet. And like, for example, if we're watching a movie together and there's a part in it where the man is beating on the woman, he was like, are you okay? Or he'll come close to me or hug me. He's like, do you want me to switch? And I'm like, no, I am not going to stay stuck in this. I'm going to get out of this. And I remember in 2018, I cried my last tears and I told myself, I'm done. I'm going to leave the past behind and I'm just going to just start living. 
And after I did that, I felt such a relief. It was just, I can't explain it to you, but I felt like something left my body. And I just started getting confidence. And like, man, I'd go in the mirror and be like, hey, beautiful. And I would just start putting things in my head and telling myself I'm good, I'm amazing, I'm great, I got this. And that's how I did it. And here I am. You can't tell me nothing right now. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. Yes, Karen. <laughs> Baby, I'm telling you, the other thing was just being shy, and that is something that I am still working on. But I, once I get into my comfort zone, then it's like game over. <laughs> yes. You know what's funny? I know you told me before that you're shy, and I was like, what? Because I would never think that you were shy because you're so funny and animated in your videos. But I guess because you're by yourself, so it's a little different. And yeah. that's the thing about the internet. Like a lot of times people who are, are shy or even people who are introverted, when mm-hmm. they're online, they just seem so full of like, oh, you know, the life of the party. And then you meet them, they're like, hi. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just by myself. I'm typing it. But honestly, once you get to know me, then I'm just like, just like, who even at work, they know me. Like when I used to have those really nasty headaches, I would go to work and say, Carrie, you're quiet today. And they were like, you're having a headache. And I'm like, yeah. And then when I was on those medications, those medications had me. I'm so glad I'm off them. But yeah, I'm just, I'm that, I'm that girl where once I come in the room and I spot it out and like, okay, 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 I'm good. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So as far as like the the migraines, was that something that you've had all of your life or did that start as an adult? I had it all my life. My mom, my brother, they suffer from it really, really bad. And I I honestly don't really believe in taking a lot of medications. And maybe that's why my body didn't react when I was on those heavy drugs for like a year and a half. But yeah. I from like at eight years old that I can remember I've been having migraine headaches and wow. this time last year I was really really sick and once I did that surgery then it's like game over I'm not going to sit here and say the headache is gone because if I'm too tired or depending on if it's too hot then I'll get one if I'm like frustrated or upset then I'll come on so I try to use peace all the time calm myself yeah. down yeah because reducing the stress it, yeah. when I do get it it's like I'm out for hours or for days Wow. I used to work with a lady who had migraines and she would actually have to go in the office and close the door in the dark just to kind of get some type of relief from it. And of course, she was on a lot of medications and things like that. So what did a recovery look like for you? Because I remember you kind of talked about it on social media a little bit when you had the surgery. Did it take a long time to recover? I'm still recovering because certain movement and certain things I can't do. But I'm not the kind of person who believes in in keeping a pity party in laying down like my husband. Like, <laughs> you remember the first day when he left me and he was like, I got to go back to work. Do you need another day? And I'm like, no, go on. Because I just wanted to go clean the house, go this, go do that. <laughs> and would you believe me? I'm trying to get up off the bed and I fell off the bed. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. And that just like just make things really really bad and I was just like okay slow down and then 
once I was able to start going back into the kitchen, I started like juicing, just juicing, eating up a lot of salad, eating up a lot of fresh juice. And so narcotics that they gave me, I took them probably for two days. I was like, no, I cannot stand this. My body does not, when I tell you, it does not tolerate medicine at all. And I just started juicing and having more ginger and turmeric and boom. Even I don't I wouldn't say left is just a scar. That 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 mm-hmm. cut that they cut me within a month it was healed. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. So speaking of like juice and just in food in general, what are what are some of the things I know of course you do juice a lot. When you did lose the hundred pounds during that time, did you do a lot of juicing then? Like what were you eating? Is it because you just weren't eating as much food? That's why you were able to lose the weight? Were you working out a lot? What did you do during that? I would work out, uh, not say a lot, but when I do probably three times a week, but I am still sticking to this schedule up until now. In the mornings, I will probably have coffee maybe or juice. And that would say about on the way to work, say about 6.45, 7 o'clock, I finish my coffee. Or if I do oatmeal, it all depending on how I feel. And I only eat one big meal a day, one big meal. At four or five o'clock, that's when I eat. And it's loaded. So a lot of people be like, see my dishes, say, oh, that's too much food. And I'm like, okay. And my body said that was a lie. <laughs> you know? So I just eat one big meal a day. Hmm? What's on this huge plate, Carrie? What's on this huge yeah, plate like of food? These nuts? No, you know, <laughs> you name it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, you want to eat all that food? I'm like, <laughs> I'm eating it. I'm good over here. Mind your own gut. <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as your food photography, oh my God, your pictures are so crisp. They're so clear. They're so beautiful. Do you take those on your phone? I have a regular camera or I have, I, so depending on what I'm doing, I'll probably use the camera. But uh, most of the time, I, since the phone is always in my hand, I just use the phone. And what I make sure is that there is good lighting and clean lens. That clean, is oh, the, yeah. The, clean, the that lens is, is everything, right? Yes. Natural light is going to be your best friend. I tell people, for example, if you're making a, say, curry chickpeas with spinach, you finish up your, your, your curry chickpeas and everything. And if, say, you're doing it with rice and plantains, of course, I have to add the plantains. You plate your rice, you plate your plantains, and then set up your area where you're going to take your picture and everything. And the last thing that you want to add to your curry chickpeas is the spinach. And you just turn the stove off, toss it around and turn the stove off. Then you add it to your dish. And then you start taking your picture because you don't want to cook the, the spinach out that it becomes a different color. The, the, the greener it is, the more quality picture you have, the better it is. So it's a, it's a tip I give out all the time. If you're adding kale, if you're adding spinach uh, or your bell peppers, add those last. Because you still want to have that crunchiness. You still, it's a lot of protein. It's like you're half cooking it. And it's like, boom, there it is. That is so true. Because it does make it more vibrant. 
Um, when you add it in like like that's certain ingredients yeah so do you have like a setup like kind of like a little table that you're putting in front of the window like how is the light coming on i i take my pictures at my bay window or i really like doing it in my husband's office so it all depends if it's nice outside then i'm like oh i don't want no backdrop i'm just gonna just take it outside but i make sure my outside is Area is nice, or I have my backsplash, different ones that I use, and I just put it there and make sure I'm concentrating, like, for example, like dried flowers and all those stuff. I just go into my clothes or just get stuff. I try to like create, you can even use magazines. It all depends. First of all, the first most important thing is what you're going to cook and how you want your food to look. You just don't want to drop it on the plate because a lot of people eat with it. Well, not, not a lot. We eat with our eyes. And it was like, ooh, that looks good. And then, wow, the presentation. Wow, it's so clean. It's so clear. You know, so if you're going to put it out there, represent yourself. And to also bear in mind, you're, you're trying to bring people in, real people in to become vegan. So the first thing is making sure your dish is presentable. I'm extra like yeah. that because I'm a guac. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so true, though. But that's so yeah. true because a lot of people who aren't vegan, they think, oh, you know, the food is is bland or it's not good. So it, you're right. It's so important to have it, you know, presentable so that people are willing to at least try it. <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's true. And that is why yeah. once I start doing these those videos, I make sure if you notice my it's like people it's like, oh, that's too much seasoning, that's whatever. And I'm like, do you salt and pepper? Hey, if that's why you roll, roll that way. But my ancestors is not pleased if I just use salt and pepper. And oh yeah. then tambourines will be shaking down. So I'm gonna <laughs> sprinkle them spices. Yeah, what about that yeah. <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Oh, child, mm-mm. next, do we need to have a counseling seasoning session?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you and garlic. I mean, you put garlic in everything, and you love, 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 love garlic. So I know Ooh. that if you say put four four cloves in there, you would never say that. You would probably say eight. <laughs> Oh no, it all depends because you don't want it to be just all curlicky, but you know, I know, that's you what know. <laughs> yes, but when I say a million, somebody say I was trying to find a million and they literally thought I was was being real and I was like, Okay, this person does not understand the garlic <laughs> humor, so let me break it down. Say if I say six, then it's six close. Mince that up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm oh a certified God. garlic girl. Yeah, I told myself yes, I'm are. a certified garlic stripper. <laughs> <laughs> I strip all the garlic in the world. You already gave us like some tips on getting important about the why and cooking and all of that good stuff. But do you have any other tips that you, final tips that you want to give people who are thinking about going vegan? Any tips on how to help them transition? Again, I'll go back to your why. You know, I'm the kind of vegan who, or person who, if I want something, then I'm going to try it. And if it's working, I'm not going to change it. But I would tell you vegans out there to get creative. There's so many vegan foods out there. If you're a person who loves to cook, then, you know, I would just go to bed and say, oh, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to make some 
vegan bacon. I'm going to make some vegan ham hock and they're going to be bashing you. Vegan ham hock. I'm like, yeah, okay. The same way you go to the, you know what? Hey, it is it. Just go in the kitchen, be creative, plan ahead. If you're a busy person like me, do batch cooking and batch posting because that's what I do most of the time. Just go out there and be you. Get lost in the kitchen. Hey, I can turn blue. I can try fried blueberries. I can try fried mango. It's being your own unique person and putting your twist and your spin until you get it right. You're going to feel like it's hard. I'm not going to sit here and say it was easy. No, it was not. But with being consistent and being creative, you will get it done. And ask lots of questions. Ask. Because there's people out there willing to answer you, to direct you. While forget about the ones who are riding horses and think that they're higher than thou. Mm -mm. Just be humble and be you. And you'll you'll get it. I'm here to teach you. I'm here to show you. A lot of people are like, Carrie, why are you giving all these recipes? I said, you know what? If it is for me, it is for me. And when the time comes for me to do that book, it's still going to be a big seller. I'm out here giving. And that's what I'm here to do. Love that, Carrie. Let us know how we can follow you on Instagram and also tell us how to follow your Garden Belly Facebook group. It's Jamaican underscore vegan chick and um, Garden Belly cooking show on Facebook. Our group is a village to help you to transition, to help to guide you, to direct you and come to that group. We don't have no drama, Lana. No. (laughs) Uh, The elders of the ancestors is in that group. We're here to show you the world, to, 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 to the good path to veganism. You won't be bashed and we don't tolerate that anyone putting you down. They get the boot. They get the block. We don't play. Love it. Yes, I love it. Well, thank you so, so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it and we'll talk soon. I thank you so much and I can't wait and hey, <laughs> I'm excited. I know. I hope I spoke in my, you don't have to give me my little fish because I'm heated up now. I hope I gave you my best Merriam-Webster right then for my Jamaican. I'm a big up on herself and have a good day and check out that brown vegan. She is the truth <laughs> out there with podcast. Take care. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.